to this special Saddle Cast with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined by our illustrious supporters liaison officer, Mike Davis, to talk about going back to watch the football at the Meadow, Mike. So, um, yeah, you've been, before we go into the details of it, you've been involved in quite a lot at the moment in terms of helping the club through this process. Yeah, I think um, when myself and Roger took the role after safe standing, we thought we were in for a, a nice, easy easy ride. Uh, that hasn't been the case. It's It's been very difficult few months for, for, for everybody, to be honest. <laughs> But we're we're now back trying to trying to get people back to football and uh, yeah yeah it's been a long hard struggle challenge yeah and obviously it's yourself and Roger but obviously everyone at the club here you've been helping Brian and I'm sure the chairman's been involved and everybody from the safety officer probably Lawrence has been involved Lawrence Allaby as well so it's been a big working group I suppose has it yeah it has it, I mean Lawrence is, obviously as is, is the safety officer takes the lead um, Brian. Uh, Roger, myself, pretty much everybody at the football club, the, the media guys, yeah. ticket office, the councillor involved, sports ground safety authority are involved. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's pretty much as we were with with safe standing. So yeah, it's um, hmm, tough challenge. So we're here to talk about kind of some of the specifics because the club have put out a couple of communications which has been fantastic. One explaining you know what the plan is a little bit, and we'll talk about that, and then another with some more details of things that are still being worked up, and, and it gives us a chance to talk about how a match day might work, but also gives you a chance to maybe give us some more information if the club haven't put out, and I'm sure the club have been responding to emails from everything I've seen in the last few weeks, so it, it's been good. But let's just talk about the plan, really. So the plan is to get everybody back as, as much as we can in terms of season ticket holders at the moment, and for it to be socially distanced in the stadium. So what, what are the sort of key things you want fans to kind of understand about the, the sort of process of, of it at the moment? I think the, the main one to, to, to state, I've, I've read a lot of uh, a lot of media that, that's been put out, a lot of comments from, from fans, I think it's important to, to state that these aren't rules that we're we're putting out there. They're rules that the the government and the sports ground safety authority are asking us to yeah. to work to. So this isn't just Shrewsbury Town Football Club. Um, we're not doing anything that is you know <laughs> trying to annoy people or anything like that. We we are trying to be as positive about the whole thing as possible. We yeah. want we want to get people back to football. Um, this is a positive thing. Getting supporters back into grounds is yeah. a positive thing. We will make it as easy as we possibly can to get people back in and enjoying football again we've got 85 pages of guidance to <laughs> to work to which we've all spent the last couple of months going through <laughs> uh poor lawrence has got another couple of hundred pages of stewarding guidance and and stuff like that so th- this is a massive massive task mm. uh, so what i would say to fans is you know we're, we're not we're not doing anything that you know trying to annoy people we, yep. we what we're trying to do is get get you all back into the stadium safely and as quickly as possible and giving fans the option isn't it not everyone might take it up because of various reasons we understand that as well but yeah i think that is a fair place to start really in that we've, we've all missed our football haven't we and we missed the end of last season we've, we've had an, a long summer of no football as well and i think some people are starting to chew chew their hands off uh, chew their fingernails <laughs> off really with frustration so it'll be great great to get back there and see some football it'll obviously be a very different experience but just running through some of the things in the in the um press release that people the, the club out that we just can start off with but we talked about there'll be a reduced capacity i think it's about 20 25 percent of fans maybe we'll be getting in there something like that yeah, football clubs working on that yep. at the moment. We've uh, we've got provincial figures, but they're they're still being checked by a safety officer, and, okay. and then they've got to be okayed by um, the sports ground safety authority, and it's got to be written into the uh, revised safety certificate for the ground. <laughs> so that's all in the process of being done. Uh, we are looking at uh, I think it's between two thousand okay. eight hundred and three thousand. Will be less than three thousand, but mm. uh, we we are hoping that we're going to be able to get all our season ticket holders in, and then if there's any tickets available for general sale, they'll they'll be able to go out on sale on a first come first serve basis. Okay. I think it's important to say as well, even though we've got two two thousand five hundred season ticket holders, there may be a lot of season ticket holders who still don't feel safe coming to football. Yep. So what we're doing the next couple of days, we're hoping to put a. a, a, a questionnaire out to season ticket holders which will ask them you know are they um, potentially looking at coming to games Mm -hmm. Uh, if they are are they looking at sitting alone Uh, who how many are going to be in their bubble Uh, you know so we'll be able to gauge then um, because the way it's going to work is that all every bubble will have to be socially distanced from the next bubble so um, it's you know there's there's a huge amount of planning involved in working out exactly 
how many people we can get on into the ground based on bubbles and yeah. you know safety <laughs> groups and things like that. Might have to run um, out to where I'm forever blowing bubbles, I suppose. Yeah, at this stage. we can yeah, steal West Ham's anthem. Maybe that'll be the plan. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll come on to bubbles actually because yeah. there's a few people been asking a specific question about how they might work and, and maybe there's a little bit more than what the club have put out so far. We can discuss really. But at the moment, as you've said, you know, season ticket holders and sovereign club members first choice, and as you said, fans um, on first come serve basis after that. Obviously, only home fans that might know away fans, and, and we've got some questions about that later on. Um, a few people have asked questions about whether you're going to be getting your own seat or not, and we'll, we'll cover that when we talk about how the match day will work yeah. in a minute. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose the other, the other quick one, uh, I haven't really got this in the agenda later on, is access arrangements. And there was a few people asking questions about actually getting to the stadium yeah. by bus. So I just yeah. wanted to bring this one up front because I saw a few people asking about it. But I assume there's going to be some changes to the rules about how the bus is going to be coming in and, and socially distanced, maybe? Yeah, uh, at the moment the football club's working on the uh, the... the private and the public buses that are coming in from park and rides and stuff like okay. that um, private buses uh, they will work in effect the same rules that like, any public transport so mm. I believe that you're going to have to wear a mask you're going to be limited to the amount of people on the buses so you know the buses will work to the same guidelines as in effect public transport yep. are going to be working to whether all these buses will run um, I'm not sure at this point in time that's going to be up to the club the council, the you know the mm. the individual groups as well. So you may find that pubs that are running buses may not have the call for that service anymore. So yeah. it, it's worth checking with the people that normally you get the bus with, um, and they'll be able to tell you whether they're going to run it. Yeah, or not. I think that, I think that's fair. I've, I've obviously you know, I think you probably have done as well. I've caught the bus up from the Prince of Wales a few times, and obviously if they're reducing their capacity on those buses down by half, they're going to need to run a few more. And so there'll be changes like that, but I'm sure they'll still be doing something maybe. But it, you're right, it's probably worth checking with who you travel with to to get the latest information really as this plan develops over the next few weeks. And I get back into a nice overview before we move into some of the more specific details. I think the other question that I've got now is I've seen some. Um, uh, pilot schemes have been launched today yeah. um, I think Brighton and Albion have got a, tr- uh, a friendly in a week or so's time where they're going to allow fans in so I know in the press relief uh, we're talking about Northampton but we don't have any guarantees yet that it definitely will be Northampton do we? No, not no. yet um, I know we've we've asked for Northampton in effect to be a pilot game oh, okay. um, that will in effect be down to the EFL and the SGSA mm. and um, probably Public Health England to decide whether um, you know that that's something that we're allowed to do or not. Yeah. Um, so at the moment we have no firm dates. So yeah, yeah. The, we, we're still waiting to hear at the moment. I think that'll be an answer we hear a fair bit when we're talking about some of these things now because I think without firm dates you can't actually kind of make the lines in the sand for all the other decisions that need to be made. So I think we'll we'll appreciate that as we go through this discussion. Really. So I mean, everything we're working on at the moment is is building up to um, is building up to the Northampton okay. game. So okay. everything we're working on. Um, I went to a meeting on Monday night with the, the senior stewarding team. We are working for Northampton um, as the first game. I think we're pretty sure that the... I think there's a, a leasing.com trophy game is there before that at home. Not interested, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that, I think, is is pretty much nailed on. That that's yeah. going to be behind closed doors. Okay. But, um, I'm, you know, if that changes, obviously the football club will, will let everybody mm. know as soon as. But at the moment, um, you know, I think we're all... We're all working to Northampton, um, and then if anything changes, that, that's fine. It, in effect, it's just going to be delayed for a couple of weeks to, to Gillingham on the 3rd. Okay, that's fine. I think, I say, it gave a nice overview, and I think we can kind of start talking about some of the specific measures now that and, and bits that I kind of picked out. And the first one I wanted to talk about really was tickets, because this is going to involve quite a different approach, really, specifically for season ticket holders. So I've got sort of five different questions that I've picked up from people, but... Um, yeah, the overview of tickets is that any season ticket holder is going to need to pre-purchase a ticket before the game, isn't it? And they will need yeah. a physical ticket to enter the stadium yeah, site. Um, and I saw that there was the option for printing at home as usual, and yeah. also there's something about QR codes. The QR codes thing on a phone was the thing probably I was most interested in straight away when I read the press release. What kind of pro- progress has been made on that since that press release? Is it something we might, you know, do you think we'll get it done? We're hoping so, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're working with, with Ticketmaster to, to basically give the fans as many op- as many different means of getting those tickets as possible mm-hmm. uh, you will be able to go down to the the the, um, the ticket office to get to get your physical ticket um, yep. prior to the match day um, I think it'll be important to state that on match day I don't think that in effect there will be a, 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 a break off point that season ticket holders can get their tickets up to okay and then if those tickets aren't taken my understanding is that in effect those tickets will be seen as available and go on general sale I think it's important that season ticket holders 
abide by this because I think we've got to understand as season ticket holders that there are going to be a lot of people that want to go and watch football that aren't going to be able to go and watch football. Yeah. So if you're not planning on going on a match day, you know, please, you know, let the club know or, or you know, we will make sure that, you know, your ticket, if you don't get your ticket during the week, will will go on, go on sale. So those that, in effect, haven't got season ticket hold, sorry, haven't got season tickets can can get tickets for a match day. I think that's fair. I think for me, the message I would, I would give personally, having read all for this information and sort of understanding what you're saying is, I think season ticket holders have got to be a bit more proactive than maybe we usually are because it's only fair for us to think if we're not going, we, we know we're going to lose our ticket and you know we don't want to turn up the day before the game suddenly after a deadline saying I want to go. That's that's it. It's life. You know, it's like a bit of a cup game really. If you want your ticket, you get your ticket in yeah. advance and yeah. and that gives anyone else a chance to try and fill those you know 20 30 percent of the stadium because we'll want as many potentially as many paying ticket holders in there as well just to boost well, the funds for well, match day. I mean. The, you know the ground's going to be quiet as it is yeah. um so you know we then don't want 20% of season ticket holders not turning up on a match day and it being you know even even quieter than exactly. you know and and also we want those people that you know haven't been fortunate enough to get season tickets or haven't been able to afford to get season tickets we want them to be able to get tickets if they're available on a mm. match day that's fine. You already answered the second bullet point, which was, are we going to be opening up the ticket office again? So that's good news because yeah. I generally tend to go and get my ticket as I live just down the road. So I'm sure that a lot of people will be using that facility and it'll be good to, to get the guys back in working in there. Um, a lot of questions about getting these tickets, I suppose, relate to where people are going to sit. And there's, there's two questions really that I've seen quite a lot is, if fans have purchased tickets in the centre block of the West End or the Sovereign seat, they've, they're clearly paying a lot, a little bit more for their yeah. season ticket than the Category B tickets either side um, in the East and West End. Is there going to be some way that the club can make sure that people are kind of in those blocks being sort of respected and, and kind of getting a similar view because they have paid a little bit more for that season ticket? Uh, <laughs> it's a bit harsh, I'm I know. Go, I'm going to be honest. I, I I only came across this question a couple of days ago mm. and to be honest, it hadn't even crossed my mind. Yeah. I know Brian um, responded to the gentleman that emailed in and said that he's going to look at it. So... Uh, that's one I'm going to pass back to that's the football fine. club. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, what I will say is, um, if you can email me the agenda from tonight, anything yeah. that I can't answer, I will get the football club to answer <laughs> and, and and let us because there are going to be things tonight that yeah. I I either haven't got the details for or that haven't been finalised yet. So yeah, it's fine. And you know, it's unusual to find something that you don't have an answer to, Mike. So it's, <laughs> I feel quite privileged to have done that. I think there'll be a bit tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, and I say I, I believe these things are evolving, and it's it's little things like this that can put people's backs up, isn't it? And I think that when we look at what happened, we say standing how much the club, you know, bent over backwards to make sure everybody was on board, and we didn't want to annoy fans and work really well. I, I'm, I'm sure Brian, when he picks up these different issues, will all have ways of managing it. You know. There are, there's almost certainly going yeah. to be enough space to have someone that's in the middle block somewhere within the middle area. It would just be dependent on how they do that thing, I suppose. I think the difficult thing at the moment is that in, in not just football and every walk of life at the moment, guidance is changing day to day. We've yeah. seen, you know, we've seen guidance on face masks for schools change today when it was announced yesterday. So, you know, by 19th or the 3rd, whenever the first game is, guidance may have changed completely so we're having to work on the guidance that's currently out there and Mm. and the legislation that's currently out there but ultimately all this may change overnight so you know we're 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 sort of spinning lots of plates at the moment (laughs) um and and trying to you know trying to make it as easy as possible for fans because ultimately we want you to we want fans and you know i want to enjoy coming back to the ground and yeah. uh, you know and watching football again i don't want to feel that going to a football match is a chore yeah. uh, you know i want to get back and enjoy watching watching my club so yeah. um, we will you know we will make it as as easy as possible within within the rules i think within that's going to be rules. a key message as we go through again but um i think that you might say the same answer to the to send it back to the club about how um obviously that issue we just talked about in terms of the priority to do with your category A's and B's. Um, obviously, some fans have also asked about how seats will be allocated, I suppose. So say, you know, we've got the whole stadium now, the way end as well. There are people that sit in a, a side stand and there's people that sit in the end stand. And I assume because of the way that I think about season ticket holders and the way they're spread across the stadium, there might be some people in a west and east stand that might have to go behind the goal. Will that? Do we know whether that will be done on a first serve basis? You know, whoever seems to get in there first might get the ticket. Is it? Yeah, I suppose I, it's the fairest think, way of doing it, really. Yeah, I, it? Think, I think that's how it's going to work. It's, it's basically the... the, the um, the way that we're having to set up the the ticketing system is in effect there will be blocks of um, seats for bubbles that are available so that will be single seats double seats threes fours a few fives okay um, 
in effect then people will be able to turn up say I want a seat you'll be able to pick your one seat whether that's online or whether that's at the ticket office you'll be mm-hmm. able, you know and in effect they'll they'll put you in a available seat in the area that you want and I'm pretty sure that will that will have to be on a first first come first serve basis yeah. I think it's important to to point out that we're having to do this to get as you know if if people go in groups you know say there's a group out there who have got 15 people in their bubble um it's not going to happen because um it's not going to happen purely because it's then going to cut our capacity down uh for the amount of people that we can get in Mm. i mean you will obviously be able to get bubble seats next to each other so you know if you've got a six of you you'll be able to sit in a three and a three and obviously then at the ticket office or on uh, the ticketing system online you'll be able to pick your you know your, your, your seats um but yeah it's it's you're not going to, in effect, be able to pick your um, your season ticket seat unless you're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky, and in effect, your tick your seat is available, yeah. and you know you're happy to sit in the in the the amount that that bubble mm. holds in effect. Yeah. And, I, and I think we'll come to bubbles as well because obviously it's 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 how you define a bubble and who can be included in that, and we'll get to that a little bit in a minute. But we're still talking about seats and tickets, I suppose, at this moment in time. I mean. I use in my family as an example, so my mum and my dad are season ticket holders and, and my brother is as well, and normally sits by me, and then I've got my two kids and myself who are season ticket holders, so my likely approach to this on the basis of what you just said is we'll probably buy two sets of threes near each other somewhere, hopefully in the West End or wherever we could get them, and, and we've just got to try and, and try and work that through. So it seems sensible for lots of people I've talked to in different family arrangements maybe, and not just family arrangements, but you know, um, fathers and daughters that don't live with each other for example and, and we can talk about that as well in terms of bubbles later on so that seemed an imminently fair thing to me uh, I suppose we're just going to have to write out but once you've got your seat selected say for Northampton one of the other questions I saw that was coming up and there was a bit about it in the feedback was is is it the sort of thing where once you've got that we can keep that for the duration of the um, socially distanced period because uh, otherwise you might have, you're going to have to keep doing this process <laughs> for every single yeah. home game and um, that might be a bit more complicated I think we're, we're looking at the, at the moment of, of in effect being able you'll be able to get tickets for blocks of games so okay. you know you, you may be able to get two or three games because in effect you're not going to have to pay anything no. um, I've, I've been asked a lot about whether there'll be booking fees and stuff like that there's no booking fees so season ticket holders aren't going to have to put their hands in their pockets and pay any more in effect it's just a case of logging on or going to the ticket office and picking up a physical ticket for the game um, and the reason for that is the way that we're going to um, access the stadium uh, so yeah, we can, I mean, we can come on to that. After. No, no, come on uh, now. It's a good so, so in a, in effect, the, the 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 way that you'll access the stadium, um, very. I mean, our stadium is very, very easy uh, to to do this. In effect, the green fence that that goes all the way around the stadium is going to be closed off. So at the moment, there's a couple of um, a couple of areas that are open. Uh, the, the walkway by Little next to Little. Yep. So there's a new fence going in there, in effect, to close that off. Um, so there'll be three soft ticket check areas one will be the main gate coming into the stadium one will be little and one will be super blues way okay so at that point you'll have to show your physical um your physical ticket it won't get scanned at that point it will just literally that will allow you into the footprint of the stadium um you will then in effect have access to the food um, the bars uh, the car park you know people will be able to social distance and then you will go in uh, rather than going in through the turnstiles, you'll go in through the four corners of the stadium. So, uh, you know, the four the four uncovered areas, in effect, um, will be opened. At that point, you'll get your ticket scanned. You'll go in and you'll you'll take your seat. Mm. So, the reason for that is that our concourses are quite small, and in effect, all we want to be able to use our concourses for is toilet access. So. Okay. You won't need to go into the concourses unless you need to go to the toilet. Basically, there will be <laughs> there will be no there will be no food uh, no food uh, being served, no drinks being served in the concourse. Okay, all that will be being done outside. Okay, and we'll come to that. We'll go through match day experience as well a yeah. little bit later on. So, um, but it's worth it's worth linking that whole ticket issue to why it's needed really, because yeah. without that context, it can probably maybe seem like a bit of a faff. But I can understand it, and I'm sure that's one of the pages within the 48 pages guideline you've got anyway. So you've got to, you've got to follow that, haven't you? Yeah. But in terms of guidelines, um, we'll start. We'll move on to really <clears throat> the whole reason why we're doing this, which is I've kind of captured this by face masks, social distancing, and, and other COVID measures really yeah. that will be going on at the stadium because um, obviously this is what we're doing it and. 
And the first thing is, obviously, that is going to probably be the biggest difference in terms of going to a football match is the physical act of wearing a mask at the football. Um, now, I start off by, you can see, I'm sure you're going to say to me straight away, this is in the guidelines. Uh, <laughs> or maybe not. Yes, it is. It's, okay. in, the, it's in the guidance that, 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 in effect, we uh, we strongly advise fans to wear face okay. masks. And because one of the things I saw today is uh, someone on, called Paul Kitson on Twitter asked the question. He wanted to ask the question of, of the club or yourself as well tonight, saying, why are they needed at all times when recently there have been other outdoor events in Shropshire, such as the driving events at, at the Westminster Showground, uh, where they haven't required them and they have applied the same two-metre distance? Now, are we... This is what I mentioned guidelines a minute ago. Are there different guidelines that have been generated for football? Or are we using the same guidance as for other entertainment venues? That's one bit I haven't really got my head around. We are solely working on the guidance from the SGSA. Okay. So this is guidance that the SGSA have passed down. Now, we. this is where our supporters' responsibility comes in. Mm -hmm. Because we are not going to be able to enforce 2,000... 500, <laughs> 900 people, whatever, um, wearing face masks. Nope. So it's the same. Everybody has got a responsibility, and this isn't just in football. This is in going to the shops, going to Sainsbury's, whatever it may be. You know, yeah. everyone has a responsibility to, you know, stop this virus and 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 try and keep our town safe. Mm, yeah. um, so we will strongly advise supporters to wear a face covering now. If supporters can't wear face masks, and I, 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 the reason I'm saying this is my wife um, can't wear a face mask for a long period of time because okay. she, she suffers um, quite badly from sort of claustrophobia, you can wear a visor. Um, okay. When you're sat down, you know, we, we're not expecting you to have to sit there for the whole game in a face mask. What we're asking you is, you know, wear it as and when you can. Mm. It, it, you know, it's it's such a difficult, it um, such a difficult thing, and it, it you know, and it, it's not just football; it's every every walks of life. You know, walking around the shops, and you get hot and flustered, and all the rest of it. And you want to take your face mask off, and we're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna have stewards coming into the crowd, kicking people out. But what we're asking is, please, if you can wear a face mask and you're able to, and you're comfortable. Please wear a face mask, mm. um, and it, you know, it just protects those around you. And you know, the last thing we want is that, you know, there's an outbreak. At there's the an ground. outbreak at the football <laughs> ground, and all of a sudden, Shrewsbury gets locked down, and we go back to nobody allowed in the stadium, because yeah. ultimately that will hurt Shrewsbury Town Football Club more than anything else. Um, so, you know, please, 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 if you can wear a face mask, please wear a face mask. I think that's a really fair thing to say. And um, to me, it's almost like going to a restaurant at the moment. So, for example, I was on holiday last week. Now, to go into the restaurant, you have to put a face mask on, wear your face mask, be escorted to your socially distanced table, at which point you can take it off. Obviously, at a restaurant, you've got to eat, so it's a slightly different thing. And you, you'll have things that we'll want to eat at the ground. So, in those circumstances, yeah, you, you can't have your face mask on all the time. But I think you're completely right, Mike, to say that this is about protecting our club and and each other as well. Um, at the moment, it feels like, I have to say, living in Shrewsbury at the moment, it feels a very distant problem because we haven't really had it so bad in Shrewsbury. I'm sure listeners to the podcast live in different parts of the world and, and when we've got listeners in America are having a very different experience. And I feel like that can maybe lull us into a false sense of security, especially if we go into the winter where it's predicted to get worse. So I think it's a good place to start with the face masks and it'll be interesting to see how far it goes. I mean, one of the questions I'd later on was how militant will the football club be about people not wearing masks? And it seems like there's going to be a, a degree of sense that's applied to this by the stewards, by the football club, and hopefully by our fans. So I think what you've said, Mike, is perfectly fine. Hopefully everybody gets to kind of get on board with that, really. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's, that's it, really. Yeah, so I, in fact, I didn't say militant, I put punishment. So, <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've, had, we've had various things going on at the stadium people haven't been punished for, but we won't go there today. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the other thing was, yeah, about masks. To me, again, another point where you would think you should be wearing it is you, if you're sitting in the middle of a block, you've got other bubbles either side of you, Clearly, you're going to have to walk past people, and it makes no sense to be not walking past people in a mask there. So that I can see why there are certain situations where it's absolutely necessary um, to be to be doing that as well. So the, there's a lot of the guidelines that, to be honest, is is a lot of it is going to come down to our own supporters' responsibility mm -hmm. um, for themselves, because ultimately we cannot police every aspect of the guidelines, and that comes down to masks, to singing, to you know all sorts of stuff. What what we're saying is, you know, please just take responsibility for yourself yeah. and 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 try and protect those around you. Shrewsbury Town have got a very, you know, we've got 
some areas of the ground there's there's um there's people that are going to want to come who are you know older than myself and yeah, you yeah. you know who who will be uncertain who you know will be worried about coming to football matches you know and we want them to come to games we yeah. we want them to be able to come and enjoy it and we've got to ensure that we protect all aspects of our our fan base um you know so yeah. Young yeah. and old, I agree. I completely agree. I suppose in terms of that distancing thing as well, it's like you've just shown me a couple of plans you've got, which are <laughs> probably top secret, Mike. But there we go. Um, yeah. But you showed me one of a block, and for example, how it's going to be done. But what is the sort of rough area of seats that need to be left behind a seat and to the right and left of a seat in terms of those gaps? So we're working to a metre plus. Okay. Um, so in effect, let me grab a plan. He's got, he's, he's, he's got the master plan here. So in effect, you will have. Um, you know, it, it, it's quite difficult because obviously you've got people in front and behind as well. So the, the, the row in front has to be has to be empty. Row behind you have to, has to be empty. So it's sort of it's a bit like a checkerboard pattern. Staggered. Yeah. Um, so it, it, to be fair to, to Lawrence and Brian who and, and the guys in the ticket office who have done all this, I mean, you know, it is massively complicated to work <laughs> out the maximum because. You know, we want to get as many people into the ground as possible. So yeah. they they've worked on trying to get the maximum that we can physically get in and and still fall within the the, the guidelines. So, um, I mean, I'm sure these plans these plans will go out in the next you know couple of days, yeah. a week or so, so people will be able to see it. Um, you know, that I know that we're still working on capacity, and so the the reason these probably haven't gone out yet is the fact that they will more than likely change. But I mean, you can see, you can see there that it's. Well, I'm not allowed to look. It's. <laughs> yeah. So, so, for, so on that plan, for example, you've got one row, then an empty row, then another row of people. So that's you know that is that meter, isn't it? Yeah. So and then to the left and right, it looks sometimes there's one seat, sometimes there's two. So yeah. that gives someone an idea of what it's going to look like. To, yeah. to me, looking at that, and you've got it colour coded, you can you can still get a fair amount of people in there. That, yeah. It won't look empty. That's one thing I was concerned about. So that, that won't be. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'd be good to get a plan like that to the fans just to show them what a, a random block might look like, even yeah. if it isn't the final thing. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's good. Someone to pass on to Brian. There you go. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure we already had it done. So that, that talks about the distances, really. It was just, I was just interested, really, to see what it would look like in terms of, yeah. a, of a block. Yeah. Um, away from masks and, and distancing, mm-hmm. obviously I saw there was things about hand sanitizer, um, and I sort of wrap hand sanitizer and temperature checks together, really. So again, last week I was on holiday. I went to Swanage for the day. Yeah. Lovely place. My daughter wanted to go into the arcade. Now, as soon as we got to the arcade, there was a mandated uh, temperature check. Yeah. And you had to use hand sanitizer before you were allowed in there. Yeah. I've seen that there's uh, hand sanitizer available at the stadium, but is it something that's going to be mandated for people to do before they're allowed into the stadium? Are they going to get a temperature check and have to do their hands? I think, I mean, it's pretty common most places you go nowadays. So hand sanitizer, um, I believe, will be um, widely available in the ground. At okay. the moment, I don't know um, where those points are going to be but speaking to Lawrence the other day you know he's gone out and the club have ordered you know thousand gallons of hand sanitizer so you know it's gonna you know it's gonna be um it'll be widely available again it's one of those that comes down to support responsibility you know we cannot ask two thousand two and a half thousand people to sanitize their hands so you know mm. we would advise if you can bring your own you know, a lot of people now walk around with their own little yeah. bottle of hand sanitizer or gloves. Or glove, you know, do do what you would do if you were going to the shops, or you know, a, mm. a lot of it is going to come down to that people are going to get annoyed if we have to stand there and keep to do this, do that. Do, you know, again, we want to try and make it as easy and as friendly as possible. We don't want to have to be saying do this do that you know um with regards to um temperature checks i believe at the moment they are not mandatory unless the uh area is in some sort of lockdown okay. so at the moment i do not believe that there will be temperature checks we may have temperature checks for stewarding for staff the players will have, have, have them, temperature they, yeah. checks um and whether in the future there is random temperature checks, I don't know. No. But I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't have thought so um, at this point in time. Anyway. I mean, I went to lots of lots of places over the last week in terms of entertainment venues, you know, from castles to, say, arcades to various bits and pieces. And I say this arcade was the only place where I did it, and, and it was an indoor venue. I think maybe yeah. that is probably yeah. more of a risk, isn't it? So um, I thought that was uh, was quite interesting comparison. And I'm thinking again cinema at some point in the next few days. And obviously, that's an indoor venue with seats, and I'm, I'm really interested to see how they work that as well, just yeah. uh, for kind of a comparison to our plans, really. So... Um, and that's it. I think the last thing on sort of social distancing and, and the COVID issues in terms of the, the, the measures, um, it, it is interesting that clubs are going really hard on social distancing in the stadium and we're following all the guidelines because that's the only way we can get football doing. But I've seen a few people kind of pointing out that there are issues to do with getting to the stadium that, that are not going to be monitored or are not going to be... And, and I think we're going to continue to say self-responsibility. Yeah. But for example, you know, we're trying to get people to do this safely, yet we will probably have a lot of our fans walking under the underpass at Sainsbury's and along a very constrained Super Blues way wearing no masks now you know to me there's some some sort of uh, you know I'm not blaming the club for that and it is the nature of it you could walk down Shrewsbury Town Centre and be confronted with 100 people not wearing masks now but it'd be interesting to see and that, yeah, that's the that's the chink in the armour isn't it I suppose in terms of getting everyone in and out safely and yeah, we could just say to be safe as well and if you think it's risky put your mask back on I suppose but, yeah. yeah I mean I it, know. you know it goes we've been asked a lot about car sharing and stuff like that mm. Ultimately, we can't police whether you share, yep. you know, whether you share. We're not going to turn you around at the gate because you've come in a car <laughs> with somebody else, you know. So, only if you're coughing back. Yeah, I think, you know, pe- people have got to be realistic yep. and, and, and realise that whilst on paper these guidelines look incredibly um, bleak, bleak <laughs> um, you know, I, I think once we get used to it, Things will just click into place, yeah. and we can go back to enjoying football. It's not going to be the same as it was before, no. but you know, I think let's look at the positive here. We are, you know, going to be back watching live football, yeah. which with with crowds, because anybody that's watched it so far without and with crowd noise will know how depressing it is. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it, you know, that it, it, it's 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 got to be a positive. Yeah, hopefully we're not pumping additional crowd noise in to make up for us because I wouldn't be a big fan of that. And no goal music. Um, <laughs> on family bubbles, as I say, we skirted around it earlier on and this is probably going to be the most complex thing, I think, for the yeah. club to sort out. Selling tickets is easy if you know you know who's coming, but you're going to have to pre-arrange people into family bubbles that the club are happy with and there must be some guidelines that the club are approaching family bubbles with. Now, the government guidelines are have been various over the last few months. That's the problem. There's been in your own household, that's your family bubble. Then it's been extended to you know people in another household. Yeah. And now we're at a very different place where it seems to be that family are meeting family and there's no real restrictions. So this is the, the number one question. And uh, Lauren Edwards, for example, was someone that pointed out to it today, is have the club at the moment got a current definition as to what they will allow to be a bubble or a family bubble? So we're working to the government guidelines, okay. which, which are... Same household, yep. or one person that lives on their own that is part of your safety group, in mm-hmm. effect. That is the official government guidelines. I Brilliant. think where where people muddy the waters here is being able to meet in gardens with groups <laughs> of people and stuff like that. But what they forget is that even though you're meeting them, you've still got to be a metre apart from them. So, in effect, you've still got a social distance from yeah, them. Yeah, true. So, in effect, they are... Even though you're meeting them, they are not part of your your bubble. bubble. Yeah. Um, so we are we are having to work to the official government guidelines, which at the moment is same household or one person for who lives on their own who can be part of your safety bubble or security bubble or whatever it's called. I think that's for me the best clarification we've had so far. We've obviously talked about a lot of stuff, but I think that's one thing that I, I'm, whether I read it wrong or it, it didn't seem to come out in the guidance that we put out so far. But I think when people are starting to think about building their bubbles and starting to think about tickets, if if the club can put that out on Twitter and maybe on the Facebook messenger group today and or maybe put it on the website, that would be really helpful because I know that it's a, a, a thing that a few people have missed so far. So um, that's a really good clarification. I say for, for my family that I work really well, I'll take my kids and that's my household bubble. My brother probably sit with my mum and dad because they're in their support bubble and it's one other person and I'm sure that that'll help I think in fact I know what you just said will help a lot of people in terms of building what they're going to do in terms of match days because who you spend your match days with is almost as equally important as watching the football sometimes particularly watching this club over the years Absolutely. you know that, that social Absolutely. side of it. and we'll come to match day experience and some of the things affecting social side of it in a minute as well but that's really helpful um you said there was a question I had was about a max limit on groups. You've talked about there being potentially a few five seats, but we're not we're not looking at supporting anything more than five people groups. Not that I believe. 
of yeah. j- j- purely because we we want to try and get as many people into the ground as possible. Okay. Okay. Um, there will be lots of uh, singles, lots of doubles, lots of threes, fours, and you know a few fives. But mm. you know we'll we'll obviously there is going to be a, a questionnaire going out to season ticket holders asking them to supply. Um, season ticket details for those that potentially will be in their bubbles so in effect we can try and and work all this out before we come to getting those tickets yeah. tickets sold uh, there are, look there are going to be people that in larger groups who won't be able to all sit together yeah. i'm i'm pretty certain about that unfortunately that's just the, the nature of it at the moment and you know, all we can do is is apologise, um, but you know we are we're we're having to work to really difficult circumstances at the moment. So you know, just just yeah. please please work with us. And there's nothing to stop people trying to get those seats close to each other, like you talked about before. So at least in the same block, and maybe you can go and have some food at half time and, and have that social part of it. Yeah. So there are options. You know, it isn't a, it isn't as bleak as I originally thought. Reading through some of the original guidance that came out um, from from basically the FL months ago, but um, yeah, so that's interesting. I say and you've just covered the next question. Which is, this is obviously a particularly complex issue, really, and the, probably the most complex thing to kind of nail down in terms of getting fans in. Um, and it did feel a little bit like we're out of time, but it does sound like yeah, we've got this survey coming towards season goalers, and that will start that process now so I'm, I'm a bit more comfortable having heard that so that's good <laughs> we, we, we've got a plan we, we have a good. very very strong plan we've um, Roger uh, kindly sat on a safety advisory group meeting a couple of weeks ago uh, I sat on a, a stewarding meeting on Monday night um, so between us we've sort of covered both those meetings off and um, you know Lawrence and Brian uh, in particular have, have got a very very good plan that we are comfortable with and I, I believe that the council and um, Martin at the, the Sports Ground Safety Authority is, is, is working very closely with us as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, we are um, we are well ahead of a lot of clubs, I believe. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I also think this is going to, you know, I can imagine there's going to be a few other clubs where maybe the more vociferous fan bases, if you will, we're going to find this a lot more difficult than maybe we do in some respects, but that's just, I think just a casual observation. Yeah, I think those <laughs> clubs that, that, that are going to struggle are those that where, with the, where the grounds are very um, closely linked to town centres and streets and stuff like that, where people are yeah. literally walking off streets into turnstiles to get in. Yeah. We're very, very lucky that we've got a, a huge footprint outside the ground that we can get people into and sort of work with that to then safely get them from that footprint into the ground imagine trying to do this with the narrows at the game edit it, it would yeah it would be horrendous <laughs> we, need, we need a bridge over it seven or something into the, into the back of the riverside um, but uh. to, to be fair to lawrence he's uh you know i think he's dealt with um you know a lot more people than, than okay. we're potentially going to be getting in so he, he's he seems very comfortable with it at the moment before we get on to the last bit, which will be the stadium and match day changes and bits and pieces, we covered quite a few of them anyway, but safe standing, obviously we've got a lot of our listeners and, and fans that go into the safe standing now, which is a slightly different situation because there's more free movement there, isn't there? I mean, again, how is it? Is it personal responsibility again? Because to me, the one thing that would stand out of, a, of us breaking the rules isn't people occasionally taking their mask off, it's you know, a hundred people on that back row, safe standing, all congregated in the same, and I'm sure they're going to want to do it, and it's going to be their natural instinct to do it. But that that's going to be responsible for them to really yeah. kind of keep their distance as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, mm. safe standing will work exactly the same way as as any other part of the the stadium. You will have a seat number, and you will be expected to stand in that standing place. In yeah. effect, you know, all every place in safe standing has a number. Um, you know, standing number, seat number, whatever it is you will be expected to to be in that that place now again it's all down to personal responsibility i've worked with these guys and girls in in safe standing a, a huge amount obviously and yeah. they have been unbelievable you know we asked them to take responsibility for that area and take ownership and 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 they have done us proud you know they they really really have and we don't want to be in a position and where potentially somebody turns around and says that's an issue you may have to cut capacity or you know close that part of the ground whatever Mm. it may be so you know we we need these these people you know our fans we need them to work with us and that is you know that is the overall you know if you take anything away from tonight 
take take away the fact we we need you to work with us. Uh, you know, Roger and I will be around on a match day. Um, you know, we we we'll, we'll be around to to have a chat with people. Anybody's got any issues, we'll we'll we'll, we'll try and get them sorted. As yep. will the the stewarding team who are, are going to be, you know, versed on this by the time we we get get underway. But it will all come down again to to responsibility of those fans. Yeah, and I, the only other thing I'll say, Stanley, was I thought it was a really good move from them to say they're going to kind of park the flags and everything at the moment, just because it isn't going to be that environment, unfortunately, for them at the moment. But I'm sure when it comes back, it'll be better than ever and everything. But be- it's a shame for him, I understand. Be- believe me, after you know all the work we put in to save standing, <laughs> wanting to make it the 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 mm. focal point for our stadium, you know, it breaks my heart more than anybody Sadly, to. Yeah. To, to think that you know it, it, it's going to dampen that area but you know believe me we will we will work with those those people you know we'll work with the the flag guys and and everybody in safe standing to get it back yeah as quickly as we possibly can i'm sure we will uh, they're a keen bunch so it's it's, yeah. it's not going to be an issue at the moment i said there's a few a couple of the lads from their play for the wastewaters now and you know i, I met them over time justin for example justin, and, yeah. and stuff and, and really nice guys so yeah fair play to them it's, it's interesting actually talking about the wastewaters just off on a tangent you know that's something we can't bring back because we haven't got any away teams to yeah. play and we won't yeah. be going to away games yeah. so you know there's a lot of that social side of football that really has drifted yeah. off unfortunately so it's a shame um so that's safe standing really Match day changes. We did cover quite a lot of these. You went over the, how the, the entrance to the stadium will work and the stadium uh, site as well. Um, I know it's the club shops going to open match days, but I think that's going to be restricted people at this yeah. moment in time, isn't it? So we can probably just park that one for the moment. Um, fan zone. I saw there were ideas to potentially get it going again, um, but I didn't see anything about Smithy's bar as well. Smithy's so will be closed. By, Smithy's by will be closed. It. Yeah, because okay. it's not worth opening because of the amount of people we can get in there is okay. so few um, with social distancing. True. So yeah. we're we're um, we're Aiming to open uh, the uh, the outside um, fan zone area if we can, uh, but at the moment it looks like Smithies will be closed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't see the confirmation on that, so that's good to know. And it'd be good to have a fan zone there or something, and you know, get people up there. But as long as we're sensible, that's fine. Um, you mentioned toilets being the only thing we're going to use the concourse for. So, how is this proposed to work? Is it just going to be a one-way system yeah. in and out, and, and simple as that? It'll be a one-way system. Wash your hands. <laughs> one way system that ain't about COVID. so uh, yeah uh, uh, this was discussed on Monday at the, the um, student meeting but yeah, it, it, it will be uh, it will be one way and the, the club uh, uh, Lawrence is working on that at the moment to get that sorted okay. so uh, yeah it will be one way and um, yeah it's yeah. <laughs> I'm quite. I'm encouraged that we're not using the concourse for anything else. To be honest with you, because that concerned me. Because it is horribly cramped, particularly in the West End when it's a, a full match day. Obviously, we're not going to have full match days, but it can get very cramped, and you can see that's a situation where it would be potentially higher risk. So that's fine. And at this moment in time, going out and standing at the back of the stadium at half time with a beer from a, from somewhere, which you know, it sounds like there's going to be the outdoor camera fans. Yeah. That's ace. Obviously, yeah. in November might not be so ace, <laughs> but yeah. we'll have to yeah. play that by ear, Mike. I, I think it's important to to, to note as well. Um, <laughs> All the guidelines may have changed by the time we That's we true. come to play a game. Yeah. So, you know, we are working on, like I said before, we're working on the current guidelines. I I really hope that, you know, they will have been, um, you know, diluted slightly by the time we we actually start getting fans mm. in. But, you know, we're we're working to what in effect is worst case scenario at the moment. Okay, and. Food and drink is obviously just important to Shrewsbury Town fans as the toilet Absolutely. discussion is sometimes. Um, and in the message it was saying catering vans outside, which is great. They've been uh, they've been a bonus anyway since we brought them in in terms of match day experience anyway. Yeah. So that's fantastic. They'll be continuing. Do you think they'll be having a need for some sort of queue markers and stuff or like a queue system to make sure that we're following guidelines there or is that not something... Again, that... I think that, that will all be covered. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's all and then, yeah, bottled beer by the sounds of it because you know, pulling points are going to be difficult, is it? Yes, I believe so. Um, <laughs> but I believe that's still in discussion. Oh, but okay. I, I would have thought. Look, I think, I think to start with, it more than likely yeah. it's going to just be bottled beer. Um, I'll be honest. That that's, and I'm going to get shouted out for saying this. <laughs> but at the moment, that's quite low on our list of <laughs> of concerns at the moment. Um, so. Yeah, <laughs> you got to think of all the guys who've been missing. A I, I know I'm going to get lynched for saying that, so um, yeah, you might have to cut that. But that's um, no, fine. Still, anyway. <laughs> but no, look, we'll, we'll it, like I said before, we'll, we'll try and make it as enjoyable as possible. It, it's going to evolve. Yeah, that's fine. And I, you know, assuming you said no food in the concourse, does that mean the vendor machines are not going to be available either? 
No, I, be- I believe the concourse is only going to be literally um, toilet access okay. and then literally one way back out. So the TV's be on then, then? I guess not to stop people wanting to go down there? Don't believe so. Okay, no. that's interesting. No. Okay, um, and the last thing on the sort of match day experience uh, before we get on to talking about the expectations of fans and singing and stuff like that yep. is late arrivals to the ground. So obviously we're trying to get people in and through this process. Is there going to be any issues with people who are arriving late? My understanding is we will... Um, we will have a late gate as normal. Okay. So, cool. in effect, the soft the soft ticket areas, so the three main entrances through the green gate, will be stewarded. So, I would have thought one of those areas will have a steward on okay. continuously. Don't quote you on quote that. me on that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm literally this, quoting you. <laughs> this, this, um, that's one I will double check with yeah. Lawrence. It was mentioned on uh, on Monday about a late gate and. It was covered off with the stewards that it would work the same as before. So I can't yeah, see how it would work, but there we yeah. go. And so that's the experience and the things that we're going to have to deal with changing. But obviously, you've talked about expectation of fans in terms of following the COVID guidelines and the measures that you know are in place now elsewhere across the country yeah. at various venues. Obviously, for football, the, the probably the most interesting one that we've read for me um, is the fact that we are being encouraged. I think it's an encouragement from the sounds of it, rather than a mandate to not chant and sing. Is that is that I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that, really, Michael? When you saw that in the guidelines for for a first time, it's encouragement. It's, okay. We we can only encourage people Fine. to to not sing. <laughs> our can our steward <laughs> our stewards aren't going to go in and, and and drag people out for 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 you know. Singing. Depends what you're chanting. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody really expects you know, three thousand people to go back to a football ground and everyone sit on their hands and it be deadly silent. I likely applause. <laughs> Again, it's personal responsibility. Just, yeah. just be aware of those around you. Be aware of your location, your situation, and we would encourage you not to sing. Mm. But at the same time, I think we've got to be realistic here. It's, it's going to be interesting to see whether it can actually get going in that block environment with people spread out. Where, where the chance will actually go like that. It, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it even is a thing that kind of happens and. For me, another thing that's going to stand out in this period is that I think the stadium is going to be quieter. We'll want, we'll want it to be as noisy as possible, but I think every stadium is just going to be quieter. And I think the things that people are shouting at the players and on the, the manager and to other things going on are going to be much more noticeable. <laughs> so you're probably going to have to be a bit more careful with what you're the, shouting. Yeah, I think the big, issue, the, the big ones can be no away fans. Yeah, so that you, does you're not it. going to have the... You're not going to have that rivalry between two sets of fans that you, nope. would, you would have on a, a match day, you know, unless there's... 25 fans you know on a Tuesday night from Accrington um, <laughs> no offence to Accrington uh, but no Fleet would have worse Fleet would have worse yeah <laughs> there's, um, it, there's it's it's going to be um, again advisory mm. we advise fans not to sing not to chant purely because you know that spreads the virus yep. so in effect we can you know we, we can say it until we're blue in the face Please just be aware mm. that we're not. This isn't just about Shrewsbury Town Football Club. This is about protecting your town as well. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. I mean, to me, going, it's gonna be interesting to see how how it feels and how you get drawn into the game. You know, when you're in a stadium and in a block like we sit in with people all around you, you get brought into the game and you want to shout, "Come on, stand up, get at them!" And that's. I don't know if it's gonna feel like you want to do that with no one around you. Like, it, I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting to see how fans react in general to that atmosphere that they would normally give. Because I, I can't. I can't make a judgment on how I think it's gonna be really at this stage. It'd be interesting. Like I say, I don't think anybody's expecting you know there to be no encouragement from the no. fans at all I, yeah. I, you know and if if they do i i think that's out of touch because mm. as a football fan it's i know it's, it's 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 really you know it's real it's really really difficult you know <laughs> you know a flying tackle goes in in front of your knee height and you want to stand up and and have a go at the you know the opposition player so that that is that is football at the end of the day, and and we've got to enjoy yeah exactly going and watching the football. So we're not we're not going to say you know just sit on your hands, don't say a thing because stop calling the referee names. You know that that isn't that isn't realistic. No. Or I think what we're we're trying to say is you know let's let's try and let's try and be sensible with 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 what goes on. Mm. Um, that that's what we're trying to. Say. I, I think that's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've got one last question about what the club think about fans in a minute, but 
actually, the more we've talked tonight, the more I think this is almost like giving us the the realistic face of just a press release the club gives out and it's really helpful for you to do this tonight because it's giving fans a bit more of a mental context as to what we're expecting what's going to go on all that sort of thing so it's really good that you've done it and I'm sure that you've, you've talked to Brian and the guys about how we're doing this tonight so we'll try and get this out to as many fans as we possibly can really um, in terms of the expectations of fans do, I do, I, it's really difficult because I'm asking you a question that's really asking for the club but do you, do you think we would sell every for, for Northampton if we got you know the 2,800 tickets do you think at this stage some there'd be take up on every one of those tickets. It's just me and you talking now. Uh, I, t- I think it's really difficult. It's I, hard I, to guess, I, isn't it? It's, it's hard to guess because I think that I think you know we've got two and a half thousand season ticket holders. You've then got sovereign, which you know we'll go into that as well. Mm. Um, you've then got players' families, which you know they they're, they're going to have a certain amount of tickets, and Fair, you've yeah. then got. I'm guessing some sort of sponsor. I, I don't know for certain, but I'm guessing sponsors will get it. You know, tickets and things like that. We we're hoping to make as many tickets as possible available for general sale. Mm, but it's it's really difficult to know, and mm. I think that's why that's why we've sort of Brian and and Lawrence have come up with the idea in the last couple of days of. Let's just ask the season ticket holders. Let's yeah. put a let's put a questionnaire out so at least we can. And at, at this point, I think it's it's about gaining as much information as possible because we don't know how many season tickets holders are going to turn around and say, "Actually, I'm not comfortable coming to the game at the moment." That's what I was trying to get the point. Are you we just don't you, know. Do you, we, yeah. just, you just don't know. Mm. Uh, we, we're trying to legislate for that with making a lot of single places available so fans that you know want to come on their own who don't want to mix with anybody can can come and sit on their own and socially distance and enjoy the football but I still think there's going to be a lot of, of people that are still not comfortable coming and so. mixing with you know two and a half thousand people so I think until realistically until we we get figures for hopefully Northampton and then Gillingham or Gillingham and mm. whatever the next game after that is until we've get two or three games in, I, I don't think we're going to know for certain. That's fair, that's fair enough. I, I just just a question I have really for me and you is we, we sort of talk about lots of town things over the years, don't we? And I just, I, I can't put my finger on what the take-up will be really. I, I, I really don't. Just because I know that we've got a ageing fan base in some respects like we've talked about before. Obviously it's been brought down in recent years with the, the ticket deals we do for children but then there's obviously parents not really wanting their kids to do things maybe so yeah, it's, it's yeah. both ends of the spectrum I'm, I'm, and how many people fall between that maybe yeah. who, who think they might be at risk. So, We'll leave that there. We'll see how it happens. Really, yeah, I, know, I know a lot of parents that you know aren't comfortable taking their kids at the moment. So I, mm. I, I think that. But I think also we've got to legislate for the fact we're we're a thousand season tickets down on last season. I think. Yeah, it's not good, is it? So there are a thousand season ticket holders out there who are potentially looking to see what happens. Who may want to get tickets. So it's it's really really difficult yeah. to, to to judge. That's fair enough. You just mentioned sponsors actually there. That was something I didn't think about, but I'm going to ask this additional question before I get to the last two questions. Um, so I'm assuming that we'll be going back to having some sort of corporate facilities going on on match days. You know, because obviously the club's been decimated with nothing going on in terms of the conferences and stuff. But I, I th- presumably people can still sponsor games and stuff. I don't know. I think at the moment we're only allowing four major sponsors, so uh, Montgomery Waters um, and you know our, our major sponsors who also have the boxes because the corporate boxes corporate boxes are being cut as well. So in effect, oh, the social dis- yeah. distancing in corporate boxes as well. So their capacity is down. The sovereign, in effect, will potentially have to be split between the sovereign and the Rowley to be able to get yeah. all those people in. Um, so it it's I can't I can't yeah. see many sponsor places being available and also I think the club are being really realistic in the fact that actually we want to get as many fans in as possible rather than filling, you know, a couple of hundred places with sponsors. We would rather get a couple of hundred mm. fans who, who but, wanna go and see the go and go and see the football. I think that's fair and I think that our sponsors who have stuck with us over the years, hopefully they've got the foresight to think that, you know, people have been sticking with them during a difficult time and putting money into businesses and keeping them afloat and they should really be respecting the sponsorship deals they've done with the football club. I suppose it's difficult, isn't it, when you run a business and you've got, you know, you run a business, don't you, Mike? You've got probably problems coming at you from every angle at the moment to do with COVID. So it'd be interesting to see how, how sponsorship goes in football if this was going for two or three years. But mm. that's another tangent for another day. Um, last thing, really, is is on away games, Mike. And, and you know, there's... 
we've got no away fans coming here, so obviously we aren't going to be going to Plymouth, uh, Plymouth, Portsmouth on the opening day of the season. And uh, the first sort of questions I had really were off Scooter, is is off um, Blue and Amber and, and Twitter as well. He was asking the question about, do we have any updates as of yet as to when they think they might allow away fans back, or is that something that's just simply off the table for the moment? It's off the table for Completely. the moment. Completely. I, I believe so. Okay. I think um, the headache at the moment of getting home fans in is enough. At the moment, certainly for us, we want to try and get as many home fans in as we possibly can. Yeah. So I think at the moment... There are so many complexities around away fans, which would include, is that area in a local lockdown? How does that affect it? You know, mm. how do you potentially stop people coming from, Far you away. know, from, mm. from areas that are in lockdown? It, it, it you know, it, it's a really, really difficult situation. Mm. Um, so at the moment, I from everything I've seen away fans are off the table at the moment and it will just be it, it's going to be one of those that's reviewed month on month yeah because for us it's logical you know we can we can use that space and we can hopefully fill it with our own fans but if you I think the good examples are Wigan or Bolton where you don't have a huge amount of fans actually turning up on a day by day basis there's huge sections of their stadium empty and is there the opportunity for, for them to make a little bit of money by selling away tickets and it's still being completely safe and social distance that's something that's probably going to be looked at I'm sure Wigan and Bolton are probably pushing hard to get something like that done however both those places are in a local lockdown at the moment, so they're probably an even worse yeah, situation. I mean, I think I think it will be a natural progression that it becomes um, optional for you know in the future for away uh, fans to be allowed up to you know certain amount. Whether we would take that up, I I don't know because certainly with the capacity issues that we've got of getting our own fans in, yeah, um, you know taking the North stand out and giving that to away fans really causes us big problems. And one of the last questions I had was from Zen Football off Blue and Amber. And um, it's something I actually got answered today by the football club um, and the FL put in a press release out. But he was saying, you know, season ticket holders uh, will be getting a stream to the home games um, if they don't feel comfortable with their match, which is which is great. Um, and that's been confirmed today, hasn't it? That every home game, if you've got a season ticket, you will get that for free. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. For away games, I think it's £10 a match now. Yeah. So, in essence, I probably will end up watching Shrewsbury play more this year because I would not have gone to Portsmouth <laughs> yeah. on the opening day. Um, and, and so, at £10, I'll probably stream that on a Saturday afternoon. So, yeah. that, that's fine. And I think that, that is a good option. And £10 seems a fair amount of money. Um, so, yeah, so answer Zen Football's question, really, because um, you know we are going to have the ability, if we don't feel comfortable going to the games like we talked about, to watch them at least and, and live stream them. And yeah. I'm sure um, uh, my personal view of reading all that today was it was a, a fantastic move by the EFL for once and for the football clubs to agree to it and, and I follow so yeah it'll be good to watch some football even if we can't go to it won't it well also hopefully you know that money gets filtered back into the club yes. because I think the important thing to remember is if our if if in effect our capacity is taken up with season ticket holders in effect the club has no other income coming in apart from burger sales and you know whatever you know the merchandise sales on a match yeah. day because in effect the tickets have already been paid for mm. so you know whatever the EFL can do and you know, to filter more money into into clubs, because there's going to be a lot of clubs out there. We're 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 actually in a you know in an enviable position really as a football club. There are going to be so many football clubs out there that are going to really really struggle. Yeah. Sad. It's a bit of a sad note to leave it on, really, Mike. But that is the essence and the reality of football in 2021, isn't it? When we go into that season, and um, you know, I do feel lucky and privileged to watch. a to, to follow a club that one has looked after itself over a number of years now to leave itself in some situation where it can attempt to write it out and two a situation where we've got supporters and agent officers like yourself who work hand in glove with the club to, to make sure that when things like this happen or even things like South Stand and the hundreds of things you've been on to talk about it's done with the interests of the fans at heart and there's so many football clubs that doesn't happen at and, and that will filter through into this Covid situation no doubt at other clubs and it'll be <laughs> difficult to see the sorts of things that people have to go through that maybe we've we've been able to negotiate our way through by yeah. working with the football club yeah I mean look Roger and I are, are, are supporters you know we don't get paid for the position we, <laughs> we you know we we are both season ticket holders um, yep. so we want to come and enjoy our football as much as every other supporter so everything we're doing is, is to try and benefit our, our supporters at the end of the day and to, to be fair to Lawrence and to Brian they get that and they are both have been brilliant with us. Mm. You know, they've kept us in the loop all the way. 
we've sat in on safety advisory group meetings we've sat in on um zoom briefings you know every, you everything <laughs> you know everything everything has been you know everything's been run past us mm. they have kept us in the loop all the way through and you know i don't expect that as, a, as no. an slo i i expect stuff to be kept from us but to be fair to both of them they they every we speak to them every day and it's we've just been told this what do you think of it and we'll put our opinion over and you know they they then act on that yeah. so it, it, it it's working brilliantly right, that's why i mention it every time yourself or roger comes on and we talk about the, the sports parliament and the sports liaison officers which work together uh, it's worth mentioning every time because i, I, do, I do think we, there's lots to be proud of as a football club but i think this is one of them that we maybe starting to just get the message out there over the last few years about how the club works with its fans and it's it's a unique situation I think compared to most places so uh, always a good place I wanted to leave it on a positive mic rather than your yeah, <laughs> your negative 2020 look, vibes I think, no, no, no. <laughs> look, I think you know it is a, this is a positive yes there's a lot of legislation there's going to be a lot of rules and football is going to look very different mm. this season to any other season but we're going to go get back to watching live football and yeah. that can only be a positive. So, um, you know, we will work with the supporters and we will make it as, as comfortable and as easy as possible while at the same time protecting the club and, and Shrewsbury. And I, I think I'll leave it there, Mike, by saying I hope the football on the pitch is as good of a quality to reward the hard work everyone's put in this summer to get it actually back, you know, happening in front of fans. So, yeah, fingers crossed on that one. I can't we'll, do anything we'll, about Well, it. yeah, I know, you've, you've got no say on that one, none of us have. We, we'll get you on to talk about football down the line, Mike. But, um, yeah, thank you for joining me. And, no um, Yeah, we'll, we'll feed through any updates and stuff as they come through on the podcast over the next few weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, what I'd ask is, you know, if anybody, anybody wants to tweet into you, um, you know, just please pass it on to us yeah, and, we do, and we'll... Yeah. Um, We'll try and get it all out through the official channels through the football club. Good stuff. All right, good evening, Mike, and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much.